Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Claudia Garvin online. Claudia, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? I am awesome. Been looking forward to this conversation. I was on your show a while back. Really appreciate speaking to you and your audience. And I thought, hey, let's return the favor and have you share your wisdom with with my audience. So why don't you share a little bit about you and the awesome work you do? Sure, absolutely. First of all, well, it's great to connect and chat with you again. It's been a pleasure um, speaking with you on my podcast. So for everyone out there who doesn't know me yet, my name is Claudia Garbert and I'm a molecular biologist turned mindset and high-performance coach for ambitious mission-driven entrepreneurs. And basically what I do in my coaching is that I teach them the fundamental mechanisms at the intersection of physiology and psychology that drive human behavior, achievement, and well-being so that they can stop sabotaging themselves and achieve more without having to work harder. And I'm also the host of the Top 10 Entrepreneurship podcast, the Wired for Success podcast, where I invite brilliant people like yourself to talk about all those uh, things, science, self-development, and entrepreneurship that help people build million-dollar businesses without sacrificing their health relationships or happiness. I love the work. And again, I love being on your show. And I I love the connection between physical and mind because so often people try to separate the two, but we are one entity. And you obviously, you know, discovered that, you know, in your study of the sciences. And, uh, but what, you know, what led you to go from that aspect of things to starting, you know, your entrepreneurial journey? That's a funny story because I'm a very reluctant entrepreneur. So my my parents were entrepreneurs and they always told me to never ever start a business because if you do, you'll have to work 24-7 to make it work and you don't have any job security when things don't work out. So their advice was just get a good degree so that you can get a well-paid job and just keep your head down and do your work and let someone else worry about payroll insurance and the nitty-gritty of running a business. So for the biggest part of my life, I just followed their advice until I hit several roadblocks and almost died trying to fit in and be everything to everybody. So what happened was that I had just finished my studies um, and I finished in the top 10%. So I got scholarships um, and everything looked great and right on track. But that was just the surface level. Underneath the, the surface, things really started to fall apart. I was working my butt off for that project and yet people just kept telling me to do more work and just to be clear I already I was already working 60 to 80 hours a week and on top of that I got bullied at work and my self-esteem just really went down the drain I felt like I couldn't do anything right and no matter how hard I worked people in the department would still complain 
So looking back, it's so easy to think, well, why didn't you just quit and walk away? But first of all, I'm not a quitter. And second of all, I had already invested so much of my time, money and energy into that project that it just felt like such a waste um, to walk away. Well, in hindsight, I'd say that if you're walking in the wrong direction, it doesn't really matter how far you've already gone. It's always better to correct your course and start walking in the opposite direction or the right direction, right? But anyway, back then it felt like it would be a bad decision to quit. And even though I was completely depressed, burned out and suffering from panic attacks, I kept going because I hoped that it would all be worth it in the end. And this all changed when I was suddenly diagnosed with leukemia at the age of 28. So from one day to the next, my entire life was turned upside down and I was facing this potentially deadly illness. And there's nothing like staring death in the face to question your priorities, I can tell you that much. And in that moment, I, I finally understood how precious every moment of your life really is and how important your mental and physical health is. Because as they say, a healthy person has a thousand wishes, a sick person only has one. And I realized that I had been making fear-based decisions for such a long time, that I had been completely paralyzed by fear, and that's why I was unable to leave that toxic environment. And I intuitively knew that if I, if I wanted to survive this, I needed to promise myself to do things differently going forward. So that's what I did. But it still took years before I contemplated starting my own business. After I recovered from leukemia, I was still stuck believing that I had, that I simply had to find the perfect job and everything would work out. But when I became a mom, even the thought of going back to lab work was too overwhelming. And besides, I didn't want to go back to that constant hustle culture. That wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted for myself or for my growing family. And that's when I finally started to think about building my own business because it would allow me to be flexible in my schedule and be location independent. So I started to dabble in a few things online, um, but it didn't really feel like it was going anywhere. And most importantly, I realized that I had to work through every single mindset block that you can imagine. I felt like an imposter. I was afraid of being judged. I was afraid of failing. I was afraid of succeeding and not knowing how to handle it. I was experiencing all those things. And I saw so many other entrepreneurs struggle with the exact same things. And that's when I started my own self-development journey. And I read lots and lots of books. I took courses and I learned lots of tools and techniques like cognitive behavioral therapy or neuro-linguistic programming or clinical hypnotherapy, to name just a few, to help myself get past those issues. And then I had those two key realizations that made everything just fall into place. The first one was that I'm a natural coach because I've always been the the person that people come to for advice and support. And the second one was that I could actually combine my science background with all those new tools and techniques to create a science-based framework for entrepreneurs who are struggling with the same issues. And that's the long story of how my Wired for Success coaching business was born. 
Well, thank you for painting that picture because I think it helps for people that are on the edge of wanting to do something. They kind of deep now, deep down know that they should, but comfort and convenience can be really, really restrictive to people. As crazy as that sounds, it's like, yeah, comfort is not comfortable. You have to be uncomfortable in order to move things forward. You have to be willing to do the things that a lot of people aren't willing to do in order for you to be able to do the things that no one else can do. And, you know, that's what you did. You you leveraged your expertise and biology and understanding all of these things. And you just started consuming, you know, all of this knowledge to be able to help people. And I think that speaks volumes to your character. And then obviously, you know, it's been very, very helpful to, you know, the clients that you've worked with and the work that you do. So let's dive into that. Let's dive into what it's like to work with you and some of the things you do. I know you do a ton of, you know, workshops and stuff on Facebook and a variety of other things, but, you know, give, give the audience a little bit of a glimpse of some of the things that uh, you're working on. So that way they can go, you know what, that makes a lot of sense for me. I should reach out to Claudia and and, and start working. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, I work with those ambitious high achievers who feel unfulfilled or unhappy or simply completely burned out and I help them reassess the way they work so that they can step off that hamster wheel of constant hustle without losing their edge because what got you to where you are today won't necessarily get you to where you want to go next and that's why we look at all those different puzzle pieces in their lives and we rearrange them in a way that allows them to make sure their daily schedule actually reflects their current current values and priorities because a lot of my high achievers out there believe that there is simply no alternative to the way they are living their life right now and that they have to sacrifice something important in order to succeed many ignore ignore their mental and physical health like i did in order to grow their businesses or others jeopardize their relationships and some just follow a path that doesn't make them happy because they're trying to chase someone else's dream or earn someone else's approval. So when I work with people, we really take time in the beginning to assess what's working for them and what isn't, what they really want and not just what they think they should want, what they need to let go of or add back into their lives to create more harmony. And once we are clear on where they're at and where they want to go, we create an action plan that helps them get there. Plus, I teach them the four pillars of my sustainable success framework that helps them stay happy, healthy, and productive. So basically, the way I see it, there are three three main parts to what I do. The first one is all about self-awareness and figuring out your blind spots, limiting beliefs, and unsupportive thought and behavior patterns. The second part is really about defining your goal and mapping out an action plan to get you there and then testing the different strategies to find the ones that work best for you. And the third one is to simply hold space for you, hold you accountable for the promises you give to yourself and support you on your journey. Couple of things there. One of the things that I know that you do, and you mention it, which I think is something that often gets overlooked when someone's going through stress or burnout or some type of challenge, either in their personal or professional life, or even teams that are going through it, is they quickly look past what's working. 
Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's working. I don't need to focus on that. I, I need to focus on what's not working. But there's clues in what is working that if you can somehow mimic or borrow some of the procedures, habits, beliefs, whatever, in those areas that are working and apply some of those things to what's not working, you may find that with a couple adjustments, those things that aren't working will suddenly start working. And it's it's great that you do that work because, again, a lot of people say, oh, that's not working. We don't need to look at that. Uh, and it's it might be a good idea to take a look at that because, okay, why is it working? Why is it working well for you? And And then try to implement the same ingredients and apply them to other areas of your life. And when you do that, you can find a, a lot of success in that. And the other thing that I think is important too that you said is, you know, the action plan and map it out. You know, it's it's one thing to say, okay, here, these are the handful of things that we're going to work on in order to get there. But if you don't have a map, you don't know what direction to go. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned earlier, you could go in the wrong direction. And for those of us that have driven you know, a long way in the wrong direction, um, that's not a comfortable experience. You're going, oh, you know, it just adds so much time to your journey and you get frustrated by it. So it's good to to map those things out and, and, and figure out, okay, how do I get from point A to point B? Or how do I get, if you want to get a degree or you want to learn a new subject, okay, how do I get to that certificate or that diploma or degree that says, yes, you have... Um, past all the requirements to earn this degree. Well, you, that, you need to map that out. And so many people want to go from point A to point C, D, E, F, G, and all the way through the alphabet. It's like you got to take it one step at a time. And I think your action plan work uh, definitely helps out people. Yeah, I mean, we always have to stay flexible and adaptable because things can change. I mean, if the pandemic has taught us one thing, it's that everything can change so quickly that we just have to stay flexible and adaptable, right? So we can have a plan, but if the plan doesn't work because the circumstances change, we have to be able and willing to adapt that plan. Yeah, talking about flexibility, you know, as the time of this recording, you know, a lot of people are traveling again, and there's been a lot of flights being canceled, lost luggage, you name it. And you got to be flexible when it comes to that, adjust accordingly, knowing that, okay, my flight might get canceled, or I might not be able to find my bags for a couple of days, depending on where I'm flying. So, uh, pro tip pack light, you know, if you just do whatever you can to just keep everything with you. Then that way, if you lose your luggage, it's on you and not uh, the airlines or anything else. But that was just a sideways segue on uh, just being flexible. And you, you nailed it, though. You know, with this pandemic, things have changed and things were changing within the pandemic time as well, where we'd get used to something being a certain way that all of a sudden mm. authorities would make a change and it would be pretty instant and it would be pretty... I don't want to say traumatic, but traumatic for some, but, you know, pretty big changes in people. We like to fight change, but that's the only thing that's constant is change. And we, we change, we evolve, we grow. I'm not the same person that I was two years ago and neither are you or neither is anybody. Uh, And I'm definitely not the same person I was five years ago. You know, we, we grow, we, we do different things. We, we invest in ourselves. And I think that's what's so important is everybody should invest in themselves uh, because 
by doing that, you're going to become a better version of you. And when you do that, that's going to benefit everybody because everyone's here for a purpose. Everyone does great things. They contribute. And if your contributions are getting better and more quality, for lack of a better phrase, um, we all benefit from that. Yeah, I totally agree. So what's what's next for you? You know, where do you see things over the next, I mean, obviously with this pandemic and the way things are, where do you see things going in the next few years when it comes to the initiatives of helping people really grow? Uh, because I think there's a, a bit more interest in it now than there was maybe even a few years ago. I think people are realizing that they're not necessarily happy with where they are right now and they want to improve things. So where do you see things going in the next couple of years? That's a great question. One of the things I've seen over the last couple of years, I would say, or in the last few years, is that more and more coaches have just focused so much on group programs because it helps them leverage their time more effectively. But what I like to do is actually take the opposite direction. I love working with people one-on-one because I think we are all unique and I think that cookie cutter, one-size-fits-all approaches don't necessarily give you the best and fastest results. So I think for me, I still want to I still want to do a lot of one-on-one work just because I find that it's so much easier for me to tailor and customize the different bits and pieces so that it works for you. And the other thing that I really would love to do more of is I love all sorts of collaborations. So um, collaborating with other people to run workshops or maybe do summits and stuff like that, that is also something I really, really enjoy just because it brings so many people from different backgrounds together and it creates these synergy effects and it's it's just amazing I just love connecting with people so doing more of these events um, is something that I want to do more of in the future and I think that's also something that's coming back after the pandemic and something that's going to be here to stay is probably all the virtual events uh, virtual conferences summits and all these kind of things. So I think that's a good thing too. Good thing too. It doesn't have to be the life stage all the time, right? Yeah, I agree with you. As I've talked with event planners over the last couple of years, especially before we could actually gather in person on a stage and not across a Zoom screen, is don't give up the virtual option. Because mm-hmm. one, you could put together an event mid-year that you normally wouldn't have, or you can add additional attendees to your event because you know, the conference hall or wherever you're having your event, there's a space capacity of the number of people that can attend. But if you can have some people that would attend virtually because that's more affordable for them or they can't get all the time off from work or whatever the case may be, that's still an offering and you're still educating people and giving them access to information they need to, so they can grow and be a better person. So I agree. I think that's definitely the way to go in, in collaborating with, with other people that have similar, but you know, somewhat different uh, approaches or uh, experiences, you know, from you know, the work that we do that just makes the experience so much better for the customer or the client or the recipient that's viewing or participating in in the training, whether it's a workshop, an event, whatever, they're getting different insights. And, you know, some people resonate with 
other people better than than others. And you know, I remember I'll go back you know, a real quick story in, when I was in college, you know, accounting class. There was one professor that I resonated with really well, did really well in their class, and then there was another professor that I just it wasn't working. And it wasn't against mm-hmm. that professor. They were qualified, definitely skilled, definitely a great professor, but I just wasn't getting it. And when I switched to the other professor, the same subject matter, but for some reason it just clicked. And you know that can be the case as well with, with so many of us and the work that we do, especially in this space. Yes, absolutely. And I think everyone brings their unique background, as you said. So it creates a more, it creates a, Yeah, a better picture, overall picture, if you look at things from different angles and you bring different backgrounds and experiences together so that people can just see things from different points of view and understand. Sometimes it just needs a story, right? You just need to connect with someone based on their life story. And then everything starts to make sense. So the more stories we can we can bring together and the more people we can bring together, the more people will, will feel like they are not alone in this. They can connect with someone and they can get help. Definitely agree on that. So, Claudia, I've loved this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and all this amazing work you're doing? Well, thank you so much. If people would like to learn more about me, they can just go to my website, which is www.wiredforsuccess.solutions, or they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I do have Facebook and Instagram accounts too, but I'm probably more active on LinkedIn these days. And if people are looking for resources to help them get wired for success, says, I suggest they download my free brain priming audio file for entrepreneurs from my website, or they start listening to the Wired for Success podcast. <laughs> I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Claudia, always good to talk with you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you again. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.